download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 47, Season 2, and we are deep in the swing of postseason, so let's get right to it before we have our special guest on this week, Deontay Cox. First, what I saw in the past week in local sports action. Last Thursday, Glenwood gets the win over Pleasant Plains as Stephen Hardwick and Landon Marconi combine to shut out the Cardinals on the baseball diamond. On Friday, got to see Lincoln Land in their final home series. The Loggers beat Danville easily and sweep the series. Friday afternoon, Glenwood Soccer hosted Granite City and got a huge win as Ryland Law scores a hat trick and becomes the all-time leading scorer in a single season for Glenwood Soccer. Friday night, Williamsville beats Monticello to claim the regional title on the soccer pitch. The Bullets shut out the Sages. On Saturday, got to see the Central State 8 Conference Tennis Tournament. Springfield gets the win in singles and doubles and takes the team title. Monday was Hype Video Day. Got the Glenwood and Springfield High Hype videos out and spoke with the new volleyball coach at Porta. Jill Day is excited to be a Blue Jay. On Tuesday, got to see Glenwood softball get a 3-0 win over Springfield and win the CS8 title outright. Irie Lorenz, the freshman, throws a one-hit shutout and the Titans would finish the conference late undefeated for the second straight year on Wednesday afternoon with the 11-1 win. On Wednesday, I went to Normal to see Lincoln Land and they would lose to Illinois Central College in a wild game and then back to Springfield at Robin Roberts Stadium for the big baseball game on Wednesday afternoon. Parker Detmers and Seth Empson, and it lived up to the hype. Detmers throws a one-hitter, strikes out 12, and gets a big hit from Cole Workman in the seventh inning to power Glenwood to a 3-1 win. The Titans win the Central State 8 title outright, and their one loss was a no-hitter thrown by Detmers in which they still lost at Rochester 4-3. Glenwood hosts Springfield High to wrap up the CS8 season on Thursday and that leads us to what's coming up on channel 1450 UIS baseball hosts a postseason tournament on Thursday at 11 a.m. We will also have an interview with Jacksonville High School's new boys basketball head coach Michael Cameron. Then we'll have Glenwood Springfield High baseball on Thursday. On Friday it's a busy day so we hope the weather holds up. We are planning to have highlights of the Riverton sectional championship between Pleasant Plains and Sacred Heart Griffin for the 1A sectional title. That game is at 4.30 on the turf in Riverton. Both 2A regional championships are also at 4.30 and 5. Rochester will play at home and Glenwood will play at Springfield High, which is Lee Field. We will also have the Williamsville softball 2A regional title game and Williamsville soccer sectional title game between U-High and the Bullets. On Saturday, Leanna will be at Girls State Track, so follow her for the results and she will have those videos up. Michael and I will be at Athens for the 2A Baseball Regional Championship and the Softball Regional at Tri-City. Next week, a lot depends on who wins this weekend and where we head, but we will definitely have the two 1A Super Sectional Soccer Games with the winners from Waynesville and Riverton, as well as the 2A Normal West Sectional Semifinal with the winners from Springfield High and Rochester Regionals. All right, that's what's coming up on Channel 1450. Let's get to this week's guest. It's Rochester graduate Deontay Cox talking about his time playing college football, his struggles with injuries, and what's to come in his final season at SIU. All right, I'm joined by Deontay Cox this week to talk all things football. Uh, I'm going to start with a a tough question for you, okay? Gotcha. Who's the three best players that you've ever played with? Three best? Uh, That's a hard one. Is this uh, from my whole entire lifetime, or? Yeah, we'll go your whole life. Whole life. Well, uh, so you gotta put my twin in there. Okay. Uh, He's okay. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's a pretty good guy. Uh, Albert Okunabana. Okay. Uh, 
PP up there, and then the last one's a that was hard. Might have to go with Baker. Can't go. Can't go okay. wrong with that one. That's a good pick. Yeah, good pick. Um, going going into the summer, where are you at in terms of eligibility, playing, and what what the situation is? Because you uh, you've been you've been playing for a while now. Yeah, I've been I've been in uh been in this situation for a while. Uh, I'll say eligibility. This my last uh, last year. Okay. Uh, at uh. Didn't know until like I was halfway through the season last year, uh, but uh, that's when they got things wrong with the uh, medical red shirt. And then yeah. talking to a couple people, um, they told me to come back for another year. And so after that, I was, made my decision to come back. How exciting is that to get one more opportunity after the success that you saw last year? Uh, it was it was a blessing, really. Uh, you know, didn't know uh, didn't know it was coming because I was thought that that was my last season last year, uh, but. You know, just taking it all, really, uh, especially finally getting the success I had last year and everything that came with it. Not only are you back this year, but Nick's back. How much does that help the decision and also just the comfortability of, you know, one more year with him? You know, after getting uh, one year underneath my, underneath my belt, uh, I mean, it's going to make things uh, a lot easier still. Just we both know the playbook, uh, the ins and out of it. So it's going to be fun. Uh, well, one last ride with him. Getting the chance to play at SIU now that you've been there for a couple of years, how happy are you with that decision and where you're at in terms of, you know, playing college football at at SIU? You know, uh, the my transfer uh, like transition didn't start until uh, Avanti got there, and then you know my parents, uh, Coach Hill, uh, just talking to me, give me the uh, transfer there and uh, get things rolling there, and so. I mean, it's like I said, uh, with all this, has been a blessing with it, really. Uh, getting to play with Baker, uh, you know, high school quarterback, and then obviously my twin. So that whole entire experience was, like, just amazing. Uh, and then now we had uh, Coach Grant to the mix. Uh, you know, got the whole entire Rochester uh, committee there at that point. How much do you like Carbondale as a, as a college town in general? Uh, you know, it's small, but, I mean, it's all great people there, you know. Saluki Nation uh, embraces you, and uh, you know, it's just it's just a good atmosphere to be in. Kind of like uh, like Rochester, in a sense, like just a small town, but everybody's there for you, rooting for you. I don't think there's anyone that's gone through um, what you've gone through in terms of your your medical history. So let's let's go all the way back to um, your senior year at Rochester uh, when you miss was it four or five games uh yeah five, yeah five games i could have came back early for one but it was uh it was pretty much uh not worth it for that first round but right then we had the tune-up game against mount zion and then also yeah. the championship um going back to that what do you remember from you know just experiencing the fact that you have to sit out and watch as your teammates and your you know your guys are out there playing and you gotta watch and that was uh really that's my first major injury really uh so when I broke my uh, radius, my forearm, uh, pretty much my annihilated, uh, split in half, pretty much my arm looked like a boomerang. Uh, I had two surgeries. The first one was uh, put it back in place like a fracture. Yeah. Uh, then that next morning, I had to uh, put a plate and six screws in there to hold it. So yeah, you know, that experience wasn't wasn't fun. You know, not being able to, like not not being able to play and sitting out for a while is not like ideal for me and I never got to experience that into them so you know just at that point just accepting the role of, like trying to be a leader and like a role model like just like off the field type things and obviously a lot of different you had so many weapons on that team that you know it didn't hurt you guys in terms of your wins losses and you come back and um, play in 
the greatest game, greatest football game that I've ever seen. What do you What do you remember from that night? And um, I'm sure you guys were pretty banged up after that one as uh, well. Yeah, it was, I was definitely whole body was hurting after that one. Uh, you know that game, uh, the off game was crazy. Um, I mean, I'll say it's, that was probably like the most up down craziest emotions you ever feel in a sports event, really. Uh, just because all the things that the comeback and then trying to hold them and everything that came with it, it was just, uh, you know, you know, it was just a great experience, great, uh, great atmosphere, just everything was amazing that night. I still watch the video from that like once a week just oh, to get yeah, myself pumped you up. Got to, like, I, I, I do it too. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of coach speeches, um, but when when that clip shows of, of Derek yelling like they can't beat us. We're yeah, better than them. Yeah. Like, dude, I still get like goosebumps listening. Oh to that. man, so uh, I mean, by far one of the best pregame speeches I've ever heard. Uh, you know, going into that game, we just knew the firepower that they had and all the weapons they had. Yeah. So, especially like we played with uh, the Sean brothers at SIU and yeah, uh, Jordan Slider go to U of I and then everybody else. Yeah. Just, like uh, smaller D ones, D two. Jalen Baster was one of the best running backs. Man, I've ever seen. Quickest guy, shifty. Uh, and well, then Goodwin, who's playing in the NBA yeah, now. NBA like, with the Wizards, so yeah. Like, it just shows how many athletes they have on that team. And, and, but in like a like grand scheme of things, it just shows how good Coach Leonard is as a coach and you know, put us in position to succeed. And so then obviously you just Baker making plays and uh, everybody on the team just doing their role. And your uh, defense, man. I mean, you got yeah. guys like Mikey McNicholas and then just like the, the core of linebackers that you had for that team. And, um Man, that was just a lot of fun. It was really cold yeah. that night, but it was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you guys go on to, uh, after that game, you win the state championship. Um, what What do you remember about that, knowing that you you remember the other side of things and the feeling of losing a state championship, and then you get the chance to win it? Oh, man, uh, you know, the first one lost so- uh, sophomore year with that last second field goal, but coming out on top with, uh, I mean, i say that, like, Pretty easy dub, but yeah. I mean it was it was a good game. But uh, I mean, it's coming out on top and uh, be able to like celebrate it actually, and uh, everybody like the whole entire Rochester community there, and it was just it was a great feeling. Then you go to Mobap. What what was that decision like, and how did you kind of make the decision that you needed to get out of there? Uh, so decision I made to go there, uh, pretty much lost after I. Broke my form. Not too many people thought I was gonna be able to uh, come back like right away. Yeah. Uh, so I lost like pretty much all my scholarships. They gave me a full ride, and so you know, talking to Leonard and everybody, just like just take it and then uh, go on from there. Yeah. And so and then mostly uh, at Zach Grant at U of I, so I uh, had a connection there. So I took it, balled out, uh, do what I had to do. Um, you know, like a three point five GPA coming mm-hmm. out of there. And, uh, then transfer over to uh, U of I, and so you know that that transition was fun and like exciting to go to. Like, obviously, big school, big team. So yeah. What 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 advice would you give high school kids now in terms of the the academic side of things? Because that's I mean people look at the scholarships and like oh you can play at that level, but how important is getting this stuff done in the classroom? Uh, it's very important. Uh, you know. I've never been like a uh, school person. I, I'm smart, but I just, uh, I just, I apply myself here and there. But yeah, uh, you know, school is actually really important when you think about it. Uh, I always gotta get your degree no matter what. I mean, it's like you're going to school for free. Most most of us or some of us, and we get the opportunity to do that, which is a blessing. But uh, I mean, 
you just gotta get your degree and like you just you get to play football while you're doing it. So yeah. you might as well just live it all up and like soak it all in and take it all. Don't take anything for granted at that point. You get to U of I and and get your experience, like you said, the the Big Ten atmosphere. Um, what was the process from going there to going to SIU? Yeah, so the well, my uh, like my position there was. You know, we had that's when we had the transfer rule, so it didn't really work in my favor. Right. It'll work now. Like, I can just go in there, I'll be able to play right away. But uh, yeah, I had to sit out for that year. Uh, Avante, that's when Avante transferred to SIU, and then I'll say like halfway through that season, I got a call from uh, Coach Hill, and my parents, like, hey, like, you should uh, look into going to SIU. Yeah. And so, you know, their pitch was like, last time playing with your brother for real, uh, you know, and like, it's gonna be a, a great thing with Baker being the quarterback and stuff. So that's when we, uh, that's when I made the decision. I was like, yeah, go to SIU. Now, I know you probably don't like talking about it, but the injury aspect. What? When does that happen? When does the first one happen? And how do you kind of mentally handle that? Yeah, so I come in spring 2020. Uh, I did I had a great spring. Uh, next thing you know, COVID. Uh, we're like doing all those COVID protocols and yeah. like it's all a weird situation in the locker room everything like that uh, first practice uh, very beginning of practice uh, fourth play is Scali uh, next thing you know under throwing ball I didn't really try to make a play on it because it was just under throwing uh, our cornerback made a play jumped up and I didn't expect him to fall uh, when he fell fell straight on my leg and so I'm pretty much like in a standing upright position my knees touching the ground yeah so I mean, I mean that pain you'll never probably uh, the most intense pain you ever feel. Really, I feel like I mean it was breathtaking to me. It's yeah. like uh, I mean on the film you can see like I didn't unbuckle my helmet. I just yanked it off. Uh, I mean, but I was able that one. I was able to walk it off. I don't know how. Uh, that one I tore completely tore ACL, MCL, uh, and meniscus and. You know, I walked it off, but after five minutes, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't bend anymore after that. So I knew something was wrong, but, you know, that was my major, first major injury because I never had any injuries yeah. like that. So it was, like, very hard to uh, grasp and, like, like, understand what's going on, really. When do you have surgery after that, and what's the recovery time that they tell you it's going to yeah. be? So, like I said, it was COVID, so it took, like, a month and a half to get surgery. So I'm losing, like, all muscles, everything. Yeah. Uh, so I finally get the surgery. Uh, thankfully, they didn't. My meniscus somehow like kind of healed itself, so they just had to shave it down just a little bit, so it wasn't that bad. But uh, obviously, went in, uh, put a whole new graft for the ACL and then MCL blood subversion area, so like it pretty much heals itself unless it's that bad. So I was able to heal itself on that one. Uh, that one they said nine months a year, uh, so. I didn't know what to expect because I never like experienced right. anything like that. So when that whole entire process was like very hard because physically it hurts, like mentally, like you know you're gonna be out for a while. Like you, uh, you're trying to figure out where to, where everything's gonna fall in place. And then, uh, so like throughout that whole entire process, coming back is sucks. Cause like I like I had to learn how to like pretty much kind of walk again, like jog to get that feeling back again. Cause obviously like I never felt that before. Right. And then, I mean, uh, with that one, you got to create small goals because, like, you're not going to, like, you're trying to look at the bigger picture, you'll never get to it. Right. So small goals throughout the, for months and months, and then when you get to, like, getting able to run again, like, that's when you start feeling free again. But at the same time, that's when the psychological aspect comes, and then you're, like, 
you don't want to happen again. You're trying to figure out what your game will be like if you're going to be slow or fast. So you're, you're trying to figure out your whole entire body at that point. So, I mean, it's a... Uh, I mean, as much of it is is a negative. I mean, it was a positive too. You know, you gotta look at the bigger, I mean, the bright side of things, and like you can't take it, uh, everything for granted. And, like, can't play the victim. So I mean, I mean, it was uh, you find out like who your supporting cast is, right. uh, who yeah, cares for you, and like everything like that. That's so. kind of what I want to ask as like a follow up to that is, um, people talk about the mental side of things when you're going through rehab, and it's like, okay, you know that physically you can do it you're a college football player you've been the, one of the best athletes on the field your entire life but the day-to-day waking up and knowing okay i have to do this to keep this progressing and you know people just expect you okay we'll see you in nine months back on the field yeah. it's like every single day every single like you said every single step is is another you know hardship that you have to go through yeah. uh, how, how do you remember that process and what got you through that uh so like i said that process is uh like my first one learning how to walk and jog was the biggest one uh, a lot of balance work uh, a lot of trying to range of motion was the biggest thing at the beginning like that's the very first set of range of motion get everything back uh i mean just the whole entire process is just you gotta you gotta grind it out because you'll be on the eight ball at that point you just gotta figure out how to get back onto the Back to where you're at, but even better because you're like you got to come back better, and then you like you got to fight for position back and fight for like uh and you're in my mind like how I had to do it was uh pretty much like never had this position before, but not often, but you know just trying to you're like somebody's backup and so mm-hmm. when you're at that like level you gotta flip another switch and like find a different grind and be able to like have a different motivation to come back. Uh, but the sporting cast, it was, I mean, it was really a blessing to have everybody behind me, uh, you know, my family, friends, and, like, you guys, and Rochester community, like, and Saluki Nation, it was just, I mean, it was easy to come back on that one, really. Mm-hmm. Um, then it happens again. What, what's yeah. the, what do you remember from that, and how does it happen again? Uh, the second one was more personal, I'll say. Uh, so, the second one was uh, against SEMO, um, third quarter. I finally get to get in, uh, playing. I call it a pass across the middle, then we do a, a reverse action type of play. And coming around, I went to, foot got stuck in the ground. I tried to do like a spin move, but uh, yeah, my, like I said, my foot got stuck in the ground. Uh, DB came and just went straight through my knee. Um, so, same knee. Yeah, same knee. And so right when it happened, I knew, and it was like, like I said, it's the worst feeling you ever feel. Uh, so right when it happened, it's just like, I just knew. Um, I remember, first thing I remember was uh, Avante standing over there, my trainer, Morgan. And they're like, what's going on? And I told him, I was like, on the field, like right when it happened, I was like, yeah, I'm done playing. And they was like, I said, what's wrong? And I was like, it, it's, it happened again. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, it's my knee. I was like, it's gone. And so I knew right then and there. And so, you know, stadium was quiet as hell, uh, but it was just, you know, just a terrible feeling. But like I said, it's personal just because I think I was like 20 days from making a year. Right. So tearing to the first game, third quarter, and like just knowing that you got to go through that process again. But that's why I said I didn't want to play anywhere after that. How did you make the decision to to do it all over again? Uh, because like you said, yeah. it took it took a lot to get through that the first time. Yeah, so 
obviously, uh, like I said, that's the point cast I had. So I'll say, like, right after the game, uh, you know, people ask what happened. Obviously, I tell them, like, I know it's work. And so we already did the, uh, the test to, for the ACL test. And, yeah, it was like, yes, what's going on? And so when that all happened, um, I think it was, like, I want to say a month, a month and a half. And I'm just – I'm – Committed on the decision that I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. Just because, just knowing that grind that you got to go through, the, the, every, the everything that you got to go through with making a comeback again is just like, just not something that I want to feel again, really. Yeah. So, just that whole entire aspect, you just, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, it sucks. And so, like, mentally, it sucks even more. And so, that's why I said I took it personal because I didn't make it a year. And then, second of all, you, you're missing out more opportunities. So I'm missing the whole entire season again. Missing out uh, opportunities. Uh, you know, mentally, it sucks again. And you know, like what that process is, and like didn't know. But same time, to make like a day-to-day living, I had to like at least do something. But so this where I made the comeback. Well, changed uh, like my mindset. Was uh, you know that supporting cast that I talked about before. And this one's even stronger because everybody like knew the situation. So I think my dad called me like every other day, if not every day. And he's pretty much telling me like, uh, like you still got a lot uh, a lot left in the sink. Um, like, uh, don't let that moment define your college career pretty much. And, you know, my mom being supportive and like caring. And then Avante, he's just, he was, he was, he understood the whole entire situation, what, what was going on. He just, like, just let me be. He was, like, he'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then I got Leonard of the Rochester community, uh, like, telling me, like, you, like, you you still got, like, you, uh, what was, how they say, I think it was, like, uh, like, like you still got uh, a lot of potential left is what Leonard was telling me, and, like, you, you still got it. And, you know, uh, Channel 4250 showing support, uh, 217. So, like, and then obviously I got the Salute Nation coaches and my teammates behind me. So, having all of them, you know, made it easy for an- another comeback um, to change my mindset. So, I was had to flip that switch again, and then that's when I made the comeback. When you make that decision, does it mentally help you that you've already gone through it? I mean, you know, you know how hard it is, but you also know that you did it. Like... You can do it again. It's just a matter of actually putting in that work, and we all know you're not afraid of work. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, when I uh, flipped that mental switch to come back, uh, you know, just knowing the whole entire process and what's going on. So this time I tore ACL, MCL. Uh, so they put a whole new graft in, screws, everything, the whole nine yards. Uh, I think I'm kind of a dummy, but I, the next day out of surgery. Uh, I was walking without crutches, so yeah. I mean, I just know the whole entire process, and it's just like it's just easier on that uh, aspect of things. So, yeah. uh, so like you know, understand the whole entire process. You know, I'm not, I wasn't worried about it at that point. It's just the grind that you got to put in, and everything that you got to put back into it, into the game. And so that's that's what like I would say that was easier. But that's why I said I took it more personal. The second one, physically, you know, you can do it. Um, but like you said, what about the mental aspect of when I go back out there, this could happen again, and I don't know if I can deal with that. Yeah. Uh, that's like with football, it's just the uh, game is so fast. So it's not much thinking you can do, not much like processing you can do. It's like you can't go half speed and like just try to figure out like who you are. You're like, you just got to go. And so 
that's where all that preparation came from when I was like working out two, three times a day, just trying to get my uh, knee right. And obviously just, I was just an upper body, uh, like prison lifter at that point, just an <laughs> upper body big. Uh, yeah, it's just, that mental aspect is crazy because you just, you just gotta figure yourself, figure your body out, figure everything out, like how everything's processing really. What's the feeling when you take the field for your first game last year, knowing how how long this process took you and, yeah. and what, what it feels like? You know, I'll say my first game was not my best game, but I mean, just be able to get on that field again, uh, get an opportunity and like, for this time, you like you knew you can't. I couldn't take anything for granted because at my like at that point, I thought it was my last season. And then two, like uh, you know, I'll never get this uh, chance again. So I, I definitely took it all in. It was a great feeling. Uh, we didn't. The outcome wasn't the best one, but I mean, uh, I, I enjoyed that moment being back on the field. I'll say that though. That also shows like how hard it is to win at the college level, no mm-hmm. matter what it is. I mean, it takes. So many things to go right, and so many guys. It's not just okay. We got three good players. We can just yeah. win this game. Yeah, no. College is a lot different than high school. Uh, you need everybody be on there. Uh, you need everybody executing. Uh, great play calling, great position to put you in. So, yeah, college is like with that. Everybody's everybody was at the top of their in their area. So it's just a whole entire collective unit of being together. And so it's this is one of the great. I mean, high school. I'll say is the best football experience, but college is one of the things that she'll never forget. What's it like having Zach Grant there now? How, um, how does that change? Man, that's his, man. I mean, he's been with me uh, at U of I and then finally getting another chance at it, doing, doing it right this time at SIU. Uh, I mean, it's just really a blessing for him to be there, uh, getting the Rochester community back again, and uh, you know, but great coach great guy um, I mean you can't can't beat at this point really what at the college level what's the difference between having a coach that makes such an impact and a coach that you just you know is going to yell at you and that's it oh like, uh, man uh, you know you got those hard coaches and you got players coaches uh, you know ZG he's like one of those guys you can like it's easy to come in and like work just because you know like he has your back and you gotta have his back at the same time. So, you know, you just wanna make, like coaches like that, you just wanna like go in and like do the right things all the time because they're looking up to you and do that. So the expectations of from them is high and like you just gotta meet the demands at that point. What makes Nick Baker such a good quarterback? Uh, you know, you know, he's, a, he's a little guy, so you know, not, not too people expect uh, Expect big games from him like that. And so, shake and bake when you see him like out there running around, uh, scrambling, throwing bombs and stuff. It's just not too many people expect that from a little guy like that. And then, you know, and that's what like makes his game so like it's just amazing to see because he's back there making plays and like not too many people expecting that from him. What do you set as your expectations for you two, especially this season, knowing? This is it. Uh, you know, expect like I'll say, you know, one last ride with him. So, like I said at the beginning, uh, expectations are high for us. Uh, just, you know, we just want to succeed and uh, do it right for our last uh, our last dance. So, 
I mean, I'll say I, we're excited for him to just prepare for everything that comes with it. Seeing your twin get the opportunity that he has, um, does that motivate you at all to say, you know, I can have that opportunity as well? Oh, by far. So, you know, getting to see him go through the whole entire process and uh, everything that comes with it is, you know, it's, it's a great feeling to see. And, uh, you know, it's like, especially when it's your twin, it's like, it's right there and you see it up close and personal. So, you know, uh, after I got that other chance, uh, this medical rest shirt, you know, that was another motivational booster, but also seeing him training and be able to go through those steps of becoming a pro is just another big motivation. Who's the best lifter in the family? Uh, shoot, I'll say probably Pops at this point. <laughs> at that point, I'll say that can be, but now it just pick and choose the lift. Um, what's it like when you guys are all, you know, doing that together as a as a family and knowing how competitive you guys all are? Um, how much does that kind of help the process of you know just training and being in the off season? Yeah, I'll say even like when we were younger, we used to meet a bunch of us went at it, who, who can one up each other. That's I think like our game evolved. Uh, you know, lifting now, we both like like know all the lifts and stuff and like what uh, everything that has to do with it. So you know, just lifting and obviously if you're not feeling that day, you know, obviously twins gonna chirp and like yeah, you're slacking like. Come on, move that weight. And you got Pop sitting there lifting with us. So, you know, it's always fun. What is the current situation with Devontae? Where's he at? And what's the what's it, what's the outlook look like for him? Uh, he just got back from uh, the Washington Commanders. Uh, he's waiting for his opportunity to get in the call. Uh, what you told me was he had, like, even with the Ravens, he had two great weeks of football. <laughs> and um, so he's just waiting for his opportunity, uh, his name to be called, and, uh, get signed somewhere to play at the college level obviously takes a lot to play at that next level is just a whole nother step um to even have an opportunity like that i mean how happy are you for him and and how much like you you've seen how much work he's put in to get to this point yeah i mean just really seeing success in the college level you mean and that was uh, another thing with my injuries is like I have a standard and a benchmark to go to because you see your twin like what he's doing like what he's his uh, success on the field being like all conference first team all conference first team all American consistent all American so you know it's just a matter of time of when his name's called and the opportunity gets you gotta take it uh, take it all and nothing for granted at that point the talent in this area um, you talked about Albert earlier um Obviously, Nick just gets drafted to the Bills. There's so much, so many guys succeeding at that level in the league. Um, and then you see, like, Hank going through what he's going through at U of I. Um, you've, you've seen it a lot, I mean, throughout your time growing up here and, and coming back here. Um, but is it understated, the fact that, I mean, we're just so blessed in this area to have that amazing talent, the, the coaches to get you guys there, um, all that goes into so many different things, but to have so many different guys succeeding at that level is just kind of absurd to me. No, really, because, uh, like, it's not the biggest area, but it's obviously not the smallest, but it's just seeing everything. Like, every, it's, it's fun because when uh, all of us come back during the offseason, we all, like, train together, work out together, so, you know, get to talk about things, but... You know, talent-wise around here, like, I mean, when I came out of high school, I'm like, yeah, it's like, we got talent, but 
we look at it from like the outside perspective, not being high school anymore. Like, dang, like there's a lot of talent, a lot of a lot of people that can play at, at like any sport around here and like succeed at the next level. So it's always like it's very fun to see everybody, uh, you know, getting a, their opportunities to shine and uh, be able to perform on the next levels from college or pros. I think I've taken up enough of your time. I appreciate you, you know, kind of opening up and talking about the injury because I know it's not easy. But at the same time, hopefully. Not only does it help, hopefully it helps you, but maybe somebody else that yeah. might go through that because uh, I'm sure it's very isolating and it's it's tough. And I know you went through a lot with it, but hopefully that's a, a story that can inspire people. Oh, by far. And, uh, you know, I hope people learn from the story, you know. It's just, I would say, don't think about the negatives. really just all about the positives. Uh, you know, things happen and uh, uh, just keep high faith, really, and uh, just keep keep working whatever motivates you whoever helps motivate you supporting cash just make sure you just make a comeback and not let that uh, moment define you really awesome good luck this year we'll be watching thank you appreciate you thanks to Deontay for his time and honesty it's a tough conversation to have and he's handled it like a champion very proud of him and his toughness thank you all for listening please share if you enjoyed it might have a special guest for episode 100 of the podcast next week stay tuned I'll see you next week